Our God is great. Our God is good. Our God is loving, gracious, forgiving, wise, merciful, and an infinite collection of equally stunning attributes. But above all, He's worthy. He's worthy of our praise, adoration, and worship. Whether it's a major holiday like the Day of Atonement, or it's a minor holiday like Grandparents' Day, God deserves the preeminence in our lives every day in September. Thankfully, there are many resources that will help us become better disciples of Christ this month because He is definitely worth celebrating. The one true God of the universe has existed since eternity past in ultimate perfection. He spoke the cosmos into existence for His soul, honor, and glory. He moved heaven and earth to redeem mankind even though we have nothing to offer Him. And He's given us everything we need for life and godliness in His Word. He deserves our worship. He deserves our adoration. He deserves our praise. I'm your host, A.M. Brucer, and this is the Celebration of God. On our last episode, I mentioned that today we'd be finishing up our What is Worship series. But I decided to postpone that one one more episode so that we wouldn't miss the perfect chance to get a big picture of the rest of September. I'm sorry if you were really looking forward to that, the end of our four-part series, but I'm going to ask you to wait just a little bit longer. But before we talk about worshiping God in September, please take a moment to rate and review this show. It only takes a second or two to give us a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and only a minute or two to leave a review. And if you can't give us, in good conscience, a five-star review, I'd invite you to send an email to team at celebrationofgod.com and let us know why. Maybe you're upset that we're not finishing the What is Worship series, or, you know, something like that. Seriously, though, since our mission is to better worship God, if there's any way that we can better help you do that, we'd love to hear about it. Lastly, due to the nature of today's show, there won't be any episode notes at celebrationofgod.com, but there are still tons and tons of resources that deal with our discussion today, so be sure to check those out. Okay, now let's talk about some ways to better worship God in September. First of all, I pray your creation week has been awesome. Today we're observing the creation of all living creatures, including man and woman, and celebrating the mercy and power of God in the process. And tomorrow we're going to memorialize the first day of rest. I really wish we could have already started that discussion about rest, but I'm really looking forward to studying the biblical ideas of rest in the future, because though we may celebrate the first day of rest on the Saturday of creation week, God has given us the opportunity to observe a day of rest every week of the year. So, Lord willing, we'll have plenty more opportunities to grow in our worship of God through our rest this year. I also hope that you had a great Labor Day celebration, and I pray it was even better than last time. Since our goal is to worship God better this year than, you know, we did last year, we should always be reflecting on how we can become better disciples of Christ. And I know, for me, there's a lot of room for growth in that particular area. So if you think it might help you to do a better job next year, don't forget that we have a Creation Week checkup. Sometime next week, you can go back and critique how you may be able to improve your celebration for next year. The reality is that we always need to be growing in our sanctification, so the process of personal introspection should be a joyous one as we consider how we can be better conformed to the image of Christ. But even though Labor Day is gone and Creation Week is almost over, September is far from being done. We still have four high days and countless low moments in which we owe our great God all the adoration and praise and submission and honor we can give Him. So let's talk about the remaining September feast days in the celebration of God and end by discussing how to approach the non-feast days in September. Number one, the September holidays. 
Last year, we talked about worshiping God on Grandparents' Day, which is the first Sunday after Creation Week. You can learn more about preparing for, celebrating, and discipling during Grandparents' Day by visiting celebrationofgod.com. What I like most about the placement of Grandparents' Day is how well it flows from Creation Week. I believe it can easily draw our minds to all of our ancestors, all the way back to Noah and Nema and Adam and Eve, and how God used them to perfectly place us into his story. We're not here by accident, and God used each of the choices our ancestors made to bring us into this world. But there are two other family days in September that I didn't mention last year. If you look up Son's Day and Daughter's Day, you will find a lot of conflicting information. For example, supposedly, in America, National Son's Day is observed on both March 4th and September 28th, and no one knows why. Well, here's the thing. At this point in the celebration of God, we've chosen to observe Daughter's Day on September 26th and Son's Day on September 28th. And honestly, it doesn't really matter when you celebrate God's gift of children. The point is that God is to be praised for the glorious blessing that is our kids. And I specifically like the September dates of these two minor holidays because they too go together really well with Creation Week. The creation mandate includes our responsibility to steward the world, but it also includes the command to procreate as we are able. Son's Day and Daughter's Day can be a wonderful way to extend our celebration of Creation Week. Take time each day to thank the Lord for the miracle of birth, the significance of parenting, the blessings of being a child, and the joy of family. But there's one more major holiday in September we need to discuss. On the 10th day of the seventh month of the Jewish calendar, the Jews celebrate what they consider to be the holiest day of the year. I would tend to agree with them, but most Jews don't recognize Jesus Christ as the Messiah. If they did, they would realize that Eastertide is the best holiday of the year. However, Yom Kippur, or as we know it, the Day of Atonement, is a significant holiday worth observing. Within the celebration of God, we use the Day of Atonement as a solemnity. Following the creation, we observe the fall of man as a tragic day in history that plummeted all mankind into sin and death. Without sin, no one would need an atonement. Now, to atone is to make amends, and the Jews recognize that something had to die in order to cover their sins. In Leviticus 16.9, we read, For it is on this day that atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you. You will be clean from all your sins before the Lord." All they had was the blood of bulls and goats, but that blood was a symbol of the shed blood of the spotless Lamb of God that would someday take away the sins of the world. And Hebrews 10.4 tells us that it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when the Messiah comes into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. And verse 10 clarifies that the Messiah completed the will of God by offering his body once for all. Remember, the holidays within the celebration of God are all connected and related because they celebrate the character and deeds of God. We start with creation and all the accompanying blessings like the earth and our families, but then we have to grapple with the reality of sin introduced at the fall. But even that solemn occasion gives us reason to worship God. He had a plan for our ultimate atonement. The Day of Atonement is a solemn observation, but it's also lined with joy because though our sins be as scarlet, he makes them as white as snow through his perfect atonement on the cross. If you'd like to learn more about how Christians can celebrate the mercy and awesomeness of God on the Day of Atonement, please check out celebrationofgod.com, click on Holidays, and select Day of Atonement. Creation Week, Labor Day, Grandparents' Day, the Day of Atonement, Daughter's Day, and Son's Day are the major and minor holidays in September. Each of them presents us a fantastic opportunity to pause and reflect on the glorious character and deeds of our great God. 
But what about the other 19 days of September? How can we give God the worship he deserves on those days? Number two, the September everydays. First, let me remind you how important it is to listen to the introductory episodes of the Celebration of God podcast. It's very important for us to realize what the Celebration of God is and what it's not. This is not a legalistic program whereby we gain favor with God by doing things. This is an opportunity for God's people to better know, understand, and love Him as we take the time to meditate on who He is and what He's done. But the celebration of God isn't just about big holiday events. We believe that we can worship God just as easily on a mundane, average Thursday afternoon as we can on Christmas and Easter. So though, yes, most of our episodes to date have been about the holidays, we have a growing collection of content about the everydays as well. For example, we did an episode called Celebrating God When the Holiday is Over. You can find a quick link to this episode in the description of today's episode. But we also have a series called Celebrating God at Church, which will help you give God the glory that's due Him every Sunday of the year. In addition, we're almost done with our What is Worship series, which lays an absolutely vital groundwork for understanding worship, growing in it, and helping others do the same. We also have a growing collection of episodes on biblical discipleship. Whether it's a holiday or not, disciples of Christ should be making and maturing disciples of Christ. We can always do a better job of one anothering. I'm also looking forward to an upcoming series I'm thinking about calling Deepen Your Worship. It's one thing to know what worship is, but it's desperately important that we grow in our sanctification by worshiping God better and better. That's the entire purpose of the celebration of God, of course. So this upcoming series, whatever I end up calling it, is going to be about the nature of spiritual growth and how it affects our worship of God. It will help us better understand how God created us to grow and should, therefore, equip us to take the next steps in our sanctification. I'm very much looking forward to that, as well as discussing all of the vital facets of the Christian experience that we'll be studying this year. Please share this episode on your favorite social media outlets so other disciples of Christ can be introduced to the year-long celebration of God. Join us next time as we, hopefully, discuss part four of the What is Worship series, and do your best to give God the worship He deserves every day this week. I'll see you next time. If you want to know God better, celebrate Him more, and help the ones you love to do the same, subscribe to this podcast and visit celebrationofgod.com to learn more about this dynamic discipleship resource. And remember, the Celebration of God is a listener-supported ministry.